And we're back from vacation. Hello. I'm good. Refreshed. Refreshed. <laughs> How was Phoenix? It was okay. I only stayed there for a day and then went to. It was already getting hot. It was already getting stifling hot. What's <laughs> like, well, I mean, just the one time when I got in my car, I'm like, ugh. This is Phoenix. So, yeah. I would. Then I went to the mountains. It was much nicer and cooler. What, you have a, your mom's cabin up there? Yeah. Yeah, and, my family has a couple of cabins. And how was that? It was nice. I need to go out to Tempe tomorrow. Oh. I'm going to see Corey Taylor from Slipknot, first live show, and I don't know how long. And the, excuse me, the, show, <laughs> the show's tomorrow? Yeah. It's oh. socially distanced. It's outside at some... Place called the Marquee. Oh, okay. I don't know where that's at. Yeah. On a Monday, that's weird. Yeah, so we had different type of things scheduled for the show today, but I guess canceled. So, again, we're winging it, but I guess that's what we do best on this. But uh, let's try to get Peter on the phone. Okay. You can can talk. Are you going to video call him? Sure, why not? Mm -hmm. We have that technology. Oh, here, grab me. Let's see. Uh-huh. Shows have been off for like two weeks and we did no show prep. <laughs> uh, hello? Hey. Well, Give us a second. Out. What? I have my microphone set up here. Okay. Okay. Let's try this. Uh, you got an iPhone, right? Yeah. Bear with us. Uh, Pete, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys fine. Can you guys hear me? Oh, there we go. I hear him. There we go. Let me uh, let me turn you up there. All right. Hey, Pete, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, let me. I'm trying to get my microphone set up here real quick. Hold okay. on a second. All right. Okay. Hey, we we weren't prepared either. Do 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 do. <laughs> hey, hey, why don't we go try to guess host on Jeopardy? Uh, right. You know, I suck at that show. I think uh, I think Jeopardy's. Did they get a new host? Oh yeah, because Alex Trebek died. That's what I'm saying. I don't know who the host is. Uh, I don't they, they, have regular TV. They've been doing guest hosts for the last uh, few months. Aaron Rodgers just did it. Okay. What? Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> hey. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, didn't yeah. he recently say that he doesn't want to play with his teammates or something? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore. It was some kind of drama. I'm like, oh. You know, you would you'd think. Oh. Hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Wait, we can see you. Oh, yeah. I guess we're not We're not really in here. Okay. Do you guys want to do video or do you guys just want to do audio? No, this is fine. Video, yeah, this video, is video fine. Is fine. You'll, you'll see more of snow than you will of me. Yay. <laughs> Hi, Peter. I'd rather look at snow than myself, to tell you the truth. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, it was your birthday. Yeah, the 13th. How was it? It was good. Yeah. It was fun. I, I got an ice cream cake, which I was happy about because I haven't had one of those in years. Was it a fudge? Oh, my oil? God. Mm-hmm. Somebody brought me like a, a Klondike bar, and it was like so good. What did you do like for I, it? I I know, right? <laughs> I, like I wonder. I'm like, what? Did somebody watching me? Anyway, um, uh, 
it, it, I haven't had one in like almost like 10 years. Yeah, those are good too. Mm-hmm. It was one with Heath in it. Oh, yum. Even better yeah. than the plain one. Ooh. Right? Yeah. I don't know. They've got like them. 10 different flares now. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I'll have to take a gander down the frozen foods aisles. <laughs> Check them out. Hey, so how's it going in Memphis? Um, good, man. You know, you know, um, it, it's Memphis in May right now, right? So it, it just wrapped up. Oh, it, it, the, it was this past week? It's this week, yeah. I mean, this it, it ended yesterday. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, yeah, technically, it would be last week, but yeah, it's the you know the largest um, barbecue event in the world. So, and did you partake in it? I didn't. I didn't. Um, it was a little bit different this year. Um, they didn't have the stage. Typically, they have three stages. Um, so let me paint the picture. So it's actually on an island. It's it's there's an island on off the off of Mrs. of Memphis called Mud Island. And it's like this little peninsula. It's maybe like uh, I don't know, maybe half a mile long. And um it, there's like three different stages on there. They do concerts. Like um Pink Floyd's performed a couple times there. Um and so it, it's really nice. Yeah, and um uh, so typically that's where the barbecue event is. It's, it's like, or it, it's, it's actually, I'm, let me back up. It's actually on uh, Tom park, uh, which is right adjacent to it. Um, and so, um, they have concerts at mud Island, which is connected to Tom park, but typically they've got three stages there. There's huge concerts. Um, there's barbecue going, you know, it just like, there's like this cloud of barbecue smoke that just rolls through downtown downtown memphis you know so um so you can this smell year it was, all the way through there if you're oh having, the entire oh, wow. the entire downtown huh? is just f- f- like so i was i was i was over by the um the natural the um uh the black history museum and oh, um yeah civil rights it, thing okay. yeah the civil rights museum and so yeah it was just like it was like this fog of barbecue smoke you know so um, it just just it's like a, this smell of like wood and pickery and and like rendered rendered pork and beef. You know, it's just it's amazing. So, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you get you. <laughs> so usually it's a lot larger um, this year. They scaled it back because of it. Just everything's getting back in the swing after covid and there's still a lot of restrictions. Um, mm-hmm. But it was reduced. They, they cut back the number of teams. They had maybe a third of the number of teams they had in the third of the number. There was like a lot of restrictions on how many people could actually go in. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, it was, it was a big, it was a big success and um, a lot of fun. So I didn't go, but yeah, from what I hear, it was pretty awesome. How's the Bootsy's Delta Funk going? Good, good. We're doing really well. Um, we're, we're we're dealing we're we're do, we're going through some um some stuff as far as um hiring people on to help us manage different um platforms and so we actually got an offer to sell our um amazon page which is we have a page with amazon and we had a company that came to us and and offered to buy it from us um and so we're currently in negotiations with that and what they would do is they would just we would wholesale to them and then they would take take it take over managing it or the option is is that um we can they'll basically 
tune it up for us and then we can split some of the profit with him. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, we also were named, uh, our white barbecue sauce was named the best white barbecue sauce in America. So that happened. Yeah. Uh, tailgating magazine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the one I have. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, people get it. It really, it really is. Um, you know, it's it's crazy because I I mean this is the so this is the second time we've been named as having the be- best white sauce in America. This is a different magazine. Um, the last time we were featured on Amazon, this one it's uh, tailgating. Um, is it's a mail a magazine that is all about barbecue and tailgating, which um you know <laughs> is you know is definitely something you'd find in the South. Yeah. Um, so I, I I it's hard to like tell people that aren't from the South. Like how what a big deal tailgating is. Oh, know, like. I have a I have a cousin that um well she lives in Louisiana and she's a mm-hmm. LSU fan. So she yeah. bought she bought one of those um riding cooler scooters for tailgating. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it is like a big deal. I had no idea until she told me about it. Like especially college football. Um because in the South, like, you know, like there aren't a whole lot of sports teams down here, you know, obviously you've got the the Saints in New Orleans, mm-hmm. but for the longest time, that was the most Southern sports team, you know, sports franchise, you know, and, and so, um, you know, Texas isn't really considered part of the South and then Florida definitely isn't. Um, and so with the exception of like the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, you really didn't have a lot of sports stuff. So Southerners compensate for that by being ultra involved in like, um, and uh, 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 like college sports, and like you know, it's it's just too like an, an insane degree. Like even baseball, like if you go to a college baseball game, um, so in Old Miss they have what's called the beer wave, and every time there's a uh, there's a home run hit at, at, at in in Oxford, Mississippi, which is part of where this where Old Miss is, like the entire student session session uh, section has what's called a beer shower where they throw their beers up into the air, you know, and it's like, it literally looks like a rain shower of beer coming down, you know? Oh, wow. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. And Oxford also, um, they have what's called the Grove and it's this, it's like this Oak Grove that's adjacent from like where the, the, um, you know, the, the, uh, the old miss uh, football team plays and like everybody goes out there and they have their squares and like kids like in college, like you, if you go to school in Ole Miss, like you dress up, you wear like, you know, uh, like Oxford shirts, you know, mm-hmm. and like girls will wear like, you know, women will wear um, like cocktail dresses and oh. they hang like they hang like chandeliers in the oak trees and they go out there and then they just get freaking blitzed, you know, uh-huh. um, all day long. And then they go to the they go to the football game, you know, and so um it's just like this massive army of kids wearing Oxford tees and, and, um, you know, cocktail dresses that are just, you know, just drunk and just completely insane. So, um, it's, it's a fun tradition. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Has things gone pretty much back to normal Memphis? Like, um, we just opened up stuff. We just, yeah, we just opened up last Sunday, Saturday. Um, so they lifted the mask mandate on Saturday. Um, uh, it, it's kind of like a lot of people really aren't, aren't really sure how to feel about it, you know? Um, and so, uh, there's a lot of hesitation about it. It, it. It's kind of a, um, 
you know, it's kind of a mixed bag because like, is there ever like, what is, you know, like you knew the mandate was going to, it was going to get lifted sooner or later, you know? So like, you know, when is the right time? Um, in, in, in Tennessee, the state of Tennessee is like the sixth lowest for vaccination rate. We were like at 30%, we're at which like is pretty 20, terrible. We're 20% here. Yeah. Oh, geez. That's, that doesn't yeah, surprise I mean, me. So it's, it's, you're kind of on your honor system, you know, if you, so you, if the CDC says if you've been fully vaccinated, you could go without a mask, uh-huh. um, you know, but you know, who is, you know, I mean, um, so I, 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 it's, 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 it's wild, man. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think people are excited to get, try to get back to normal while simultaneously, I, I read this thing, um, that said, uh, a lot of people, aren't the same as they were a year ago. Like a lot of us have changed. And so, you know, we've been isolated. We're coming back into the the public sphere again. And so like, you kind of have to be cognizant of the fact that some of your friends who you may have known for a long time have, have had this journey for the past year and they're not just the same people, you know? And so you have to kind of give them some space and allow them to kind of re like reintroduce themselves to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still wearing my mask just because it feels weird to not have it on now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I the building that I'm at, um, so the the building that our firm is in, our law firm is in, it's it's required for you to have a mask. And so um, I wear one. I have a, a I have a, a, like notes signs on my door, like before you come in, that you need to have a mask on. Um, Especially since when I do interviews and I'm working with clients, like my, any of my disability clients, like we're in there for at least like two or three hours, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, some with my coworkers, I don't wear my mask with my coworkers so much anymore, you know, um, but um, yeah, definitely when I meet with clients, you know, I ask them to wear a mask and one mask up. Yeah, I, I wear them where if, if I go into a business where it says, you know, masks required or even like, please wear a mask, then I'll wear them. But everywhere else, I don't wear it anymore. Like, I don't wear yeah. it outside. Because I'm like, well, I've, I'm following the rules. Like, I've been vaccinated. So they they said, you know, at first they said, you don't have to wear them outside anymore. So I was like, all right, that's I'm included in that. And then now they yeah. changed it to indoors. But I do respect if, like, the business wants people still wearing them then i'm going to but and and then i just hope for the best for everyone else i'm like i hope that you guys got your vaccines i mean i don't know what else to do pete did you get vaccinated i did i got both of them and i've got my car i carry my card with me in my wallet you know my my vaccine card Uh, evidently um um office depot i don't know do you guys have an office depot or staples there we have Um, staples yeah, it's it's the same company. Um, I, I no no no, they're different. Office Depot and Office Max are the same company. Sorry, okay. um, but Office Depot actually ha- does like it's two dollars, and they will like professionally laminate your um your vaccine. They they laminated card. ours at the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's awesome. When we got it done. And our our Staples does it for free if yeah you don't have that option. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, so I mean, I, I, I'm gonna probably get mine laminated, and so I could take it with me and just show people. I mean, yeah. we have to do this all over again, I guess, in six months uh, again, though, you know, because the, I think the, the, the vaccine is only good for about six months. So, but yeah. in, in reality, we're never gonna reach the herd immunity. 
because there's just too many people that aren't going to get it. I guess those of us will just have to keep getting the booster, which I'm fine with. Like, um, because frankly, I'm sick and tired of arguing with the people who are not going to get If they're not going to yeah. get it, they're not going to get it. Then they can roll the dice and take the chances with, with their, with themselves, I guess. I'm just happy to know that like the people that I love are all getting the vaccine, you know, like they're not. So, you know, it's like it's like the age old question, like, are you a shitty person? And for like the longest, for the longest time, the 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 greatest indicator of that is watching people to see if they re- return back their shopping cart. You know what I mean? Right. And this is like a this is like the, like the the live or die like version of that. You know, like, do you get your vaccine? You know, okay, don't. You know, don't get it. You know, you're a shitty person and you're right. probably gonna die. You know, and like you, you guys saw like Ted Nugent um tested positive, right? Right. Right. Yeah, and in like his interview, he's like just like I mean, you can see the guy is like absolutely deathly afraid that he's gonna die, you know. And he's and he's also a yeah. shitty person. Let's just say that he's, too. Like he's I've I've met him in person, and he's a shitty person. He's authentically a shitty person. Yeah, you know, I, it, it's um, not surprising at all. That's I would think that he's. I think that he's at least a genuine person, and I think he's <laughs> a shitty person, genuinely a shitty person. What was he yeah. asked you? He pulled a gun. He told me that he was going to shoot shoot me in the head. What? what? For what? So, what did you do? Have I never? Have I not told you guys this story? No. No, but you're going to now. Yeah. So yeah. Let's so some, so some. <laughs> my my Ted Nugent story. So the Nuge lived in Globe, Arizona, for like a long time, and back when I was seventeen, you know. Um, I was there visiting some friends of mine, and you know we were just kind of like. Um, just you know your typical arizona kids you know where you're in high school and like the coolest thing to do was go to the billiards and shoot some pool and wear your Mm -hmm. cowboy boots you know and um and so i i i got ready to leave and i there were two other girls that were with us you know and so i i we decided to walk home together and we were we lived maybe like I don't remember, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't really too far, but, um, I remember like we had to go up this huge hill, you know, in globe and globe's kind of like, it's a mining town, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot like it's, it's, it's even more mining than Kingman is, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. like been mining. It still is mining. It's always going to be mining, you know? Um, so it, think of Kingman, you know, amped up, you know, uh, and that's pretty much what globe is. And so we were walking up, me and these two girls were walking up these two, this, this hill and this guy pulls up on this with this jacked up Willie's Jeep. And, um, and he, he comes up, pulls up beside us and is like, Hey, do you guys want to ride? And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, like I, he looks vaguely familiar. I don't recognize him, but like, he looks vaguely familiar. The Jeep is really nice looking. You know, uh-huh. it's got like the side pipes on it. It's just really tricked out and it's awesome. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, this is really cool. Like, this is obviously somebody like semi-famous I can recognize. I don't know who it is, but um, he's also offering us a ride. That's so cool. And so I'm like, yeah, that yeah, I, I would I would like a ride. Like, this is really cool, you know. And um, as like I approach the Jeep, he he turns to me. He's like, he's like, get the fuck off my Jeep, faggot. I'm talking to the ladies, you know, and, and he's well, like, and, and then he's like, I'll fucking blow your head off. Snow's going to um, be to the I, joke. Were they, 
did they they were high school girls, right? Because I heard he likes oh, the, yeah. like yeah. so. Okay, so that does explain it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so like, but I'm like, I'm completely shocked. I'm 17, you know, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like one of the girls, um, I think her name was Tara. She was like 19 and she was like good, like maybe six feet tall, you know, and, then, then, then it was, well, well, and there was, there was another girl there that was a little bit younger. She was maybe like 15 or 16. Perfect. But but yeah, they were both, both the girls were wearing like, you know, kind of like, again, they had boots, but it was like, it was like, just like, like, like snow, you know, like growing up in Arizona, like it's like, uh-huh. um, wearing like, uh, some tank, some, you know, some shirtless tank tops, you know, or sleeveless tank tops, um, you know, they had a tear in them, you know, uh, you know, the, they were tied at the mid waist and stuff like that, you know I mean? It's it, so it's, it's like definitely you know power for the course for arizona what you would see like in any small arizona town um and but anyway so i'm just like completely shocked you know like this i mean i'm I'm trying to like understand it like this guy offered me a, a ride and then he's telling me like he's gonna blow my head off and so like both the girls like instinctively like grabbed me and like pulled me back and then they like like in sync said fuck you ted and, you know, and like flipped him the bird and um I'll never forget this. Like he, he like, he like revved his Jeep up and threw it in first gear and like in the low gear. And he was like, stay off drugs kids. And then like peeled out and like hit us, hit us with his gravel and all this other shit, you know, from the road, you know, He's and so just like weird and creepy. What, what year yeah. was this a, approximately? Oh man, I was like, 17. So this 90s, had to be like 93, 93. Oh, so, oh, okay. So this was like 93. This was like my junior year. This was like, yeah, 93. So after the um, damn Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> it blew up. Yeah. Well, and so, and so like he evidently like every, he had lived in town for like five or so years and like all the girls already knew him. Like he I'm was sure. known, like, yeah, he was like, he was a, he was a creeper, man. He was, he would go and like, he had already had a few girls that he had taken home and had invited them back to his place. And they all have like these really weird stories about, you know, uncle Ted, you know, um, you know, bringing them back. And then if they kind of like put up some resistance, he like, you know, called them dope whores and shit like that, you know? So, um, but he's, he also had a couple of girls that like, you know, definitely um, got taken advantage of. So, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he is a creep. Yeah, I think Courtney Love even has a story too about him. And she was younger. I know she does about um yeah. Weinstein, you know, Harvey Weinstein. Um I think she does about Nugent too. Like yeah. she But um, no, he's 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 a full on predator, man. Like he's uh-huh. you know, he like literally cruises around for like high school girls, you know, to pick he's up. Like, so. He's like he's like um I wonder if they based Matthew McConaughey's character um in that Oh God! What's that movie? The Link Letter oh, movie. Um, no, the um, yeah, days, they get. They, days and confused. I get older. They stay the same age. Yeah, the Days and Confused is such a good movie. But yeah, I'm like, I wonder yeah. if they based that off of Ted Nugent, McConaughey's character. Yeah. I wonder what made him move you know, back to Michigan. Well, you know, he got in trouble for poaching a bear. He like. Uh, went out archery hunting and like killed a bear and he didn't have a tag for it. And he got, he got in trouble in California and kind of got, he got banned from California. The judge revoked his hunting license or his ability to ever do that, anything like that ever again. Um, and so he was doing a bunch of hunting shows in, in, in Globe, Arizona. Um, oh. Cause 
that's another thing where he, he likes going, you know, he had this Ted Nugent, like call the wild show where he was filming out there and all that other stuff, you know? Yeah. I vaguely so, remember that. Yeah. Um, you know, he would go out and, you know, kill animals and shit. You know? So I don't know, man. Um, was that his reality show? I think I saw yeah. a couple episodes of that. And yeah. he, he was like yelling at the, I don't know why a vegetarian person would have gone on the show, but like, maybe it was just for, to make good drama, but like I remember him yelling at that person. Like they were yeah, gonna have to it, learn to like gut an animal and all this stuff. I don't. Know. Yeah, he I, he 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 does a lot of stuff with like guns and stuff like that. Um, you know, he had he had his own gun show for a while. You know that on the Outdoors Channel, and you know, I mean, they have no scruples, man. They'll put anybody on there. You know? I guess so. so. But yeah. so uh, Memphis, you were right in the heart of the action with the pipeline shooting shutting down this week, right? Um, the the bridge, the bridge shut down. Well, the bridge shut down, right? Yeah, yeah there was a crack uh, in the bridge on I forty. Yep. So, what kind of mess does that create? Uh, a huge one. Like, um, th- so there's there's a couple bridges. Um, there's four bridges that cross the Mississippi, and Memphis has like I think two of them. Um, and so the, the bridge that, the bridge that broke, it's, it's the, it's the largest structural bridge, you know, it's, um, it's this M shaped bridge and it's, they have like lights hooked up to it, you know, and it's kind of like the, the pride of Memphis, you know I mean? That, I mean, all, all of the, if you look at the Memphis States, the, the Memphis seal for the city of Memphis, that bridge is like prominently featured on it. Um, it, the bridge was built in, I believe like 19... 1974 it was 1974 is when they completed construction it took like a couple decades for them to build it um and uh yeah so it so it 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 breaking like and it's a really sizable it's like it's like a it's like the uh, it's a prototypical like uh steel stress or iron stress fracture fracture that you know just broke um right was that when the support beams under the roadway it's a it's a suspension bridge and so there's these it's suspended but okay. it's right in it's right in the middle where where it broke and so it, it, they they had a an um an engineer from the University of Memphis and analyzed it and he used all these computer drawings and and computer analysis to show that it was it was designed in 1974 and it was a poor design and you know they, like you wouldn't do that now you wouldn't design a bridge that way um and uh, the reason it is is because of the of the stress the stress that's on on there that it puts way too much stress than it than it's capable of supporting, um, and so the the problem now is is that they can patch it, but the, by patching it it actually distributes the stress to other parts of the bridge, and like if if the strongest part of the bridge broke then those these other places that are going to be distributed are almost almost of course going to break you know. Um, so it, the entire bridge is pretty much shot. And so they've, 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 they've rerouted everything to bridges that were built in like 1949. So the bridge that was built in 1949 is now oh, the God. main thoroughfare. And I mean, you, the thing you have to appreciate about Memphis is Memphis is literally the logistics hub of the world. Like there's, there's the largest, you know, FedEx has their home here. Yeah. On top of that, like UPS, this is like one of the largest airports for UPS, like globally, mm-hmm. is in Memphis. And so, like, there's almost like 30 different shipping companies that come out of Memphis. 
um, as far as trucking companies. Um, there's like, you know, God knows how many like uh, warehouses. I mean, Google has a warehouse here. Amazon has like two or three. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it, it's a big deal, you know, and, and like, so it's it's going to ripple through the rest of the world because, you know, if, if you can't get your stuff unloaded here, I mean, you know, where else, you know, you have to reroute it to someplace else and it's going to take time and all that other stuff, you know, so. So they, they, they have to divert the traffic off I-40 to another bridge? It's, it, it's, it's there's another bridge or you can go up through through to Kentucky and cross and over in Kentucky or, you know, or there's another bridge down. Um, in Mississippi, so you can take the I-55 down to Mississippi and cross there. Um, there. <laughs> how, how long does that take? Um, oh, I'm sorry, it's my, it's my. I think it's the battery on my, my, oh. my, uh, my, my headphones. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that would take like that. That would be that would be an, an additional hour, and then it's crazy because. Um, like that's like one of the older routes and it's filled with towns where it's like 45 miles per hour, you know, where it, like, you know, the I, the I 40 was built in like, I think like the, the, the sixties mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, the, the late fifties, sixties, you know, I've met people that actually worked on it. Yeah. Wasn't and, it like, like an Eisenhower thing? Like when he yeah. did a lot of infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. And the reason he did that was because of his experiences in world war two where Right. The Germans the were able to, well, they, yeah, they were able to bomb um, cities. And then when people, the citizens evacuated, it clogged everything up. And so the military couldn't get through there. So the whole idea behind the interstate is that you can create one lane for civilians and then you can funnel the military through the other lane. Oh, That's why okay. there's two lanes on, on interstates. Yeah. Cool. Um, whereas old highways are just like one, you know, head on traffic, you know. So, um so yeah, that's where Eisenhower came back and he was able to sell everybody, you know, and jump raise taxes because everyone was scared shitless of the Russians taking over and the, you know, you know, so and the communists taking everybody's money. So Eisenhower, like, hey, the last time hey, the Republicans hey, saw well, a decent uh, president. Well, yeah. well, well, speaking of that, um, taxes and stuff like that, I, I got into a Facebook debate with somebody yesterday about the roads here and if you've driven around, you know, and they're just mm. putting that seal coat down to to fix the cracks and you know, which which it's a horrible job, right? But I got into a debate because they repealed the one cent sales tax here in Kingman yeah. that mostly tourists would fund the repairing of the roads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you remember that I said that at the time. I'm like, watch people complain like they didn't want to have the extra one cent, but I'm like, well, the tourists are maybe the ones that are paying the majority of the right. road repairs. But it got repealed by some prominent business owners here in Kingman, the good old boys. Mm-hmm. It, it will, and just, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but not only was it going to fix the roads, but it also bolstered the pension for the police department and fire department too. The one oh, set okay. tax. I didn't yeah. know that, but yeah. 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 So not only did they screw over the roads, they also like gave a big fuck you to like yeah. all the, all the, you know, the firefighters and police officers in Kingman that are, that have pensions, you know, in their funds. Well, yeah. Support the blue, right? I mean, that's what this town's all about. Right. Uh, yeah. No, I think but, I know someone uh, who but was a police officer too. That was all again, like talk about not, 
paying attention Going enough to know. Yeah, talk about not paying attention enough to know that you're fucking yourself. So, <laughs> so this debate went back and forth, and you, the guy was like, "You don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, "Yes, I do. I'm I'm, I'm pretty well versed in what this repealing the sales tax would do." Uh-huh. And um, he was just like, "Well." You, they have all these houses being built, and you can just use yeah. the money from the property tax. I'm like, yeah, but the houses are just getting built. And even then, I don't think that would cover the proper repairs for the roads, because we do have the shittiest roads in the country here. Well, yeah. I, I mean, the all you can say is you can't fix stupid. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it about yeah. the the people freaked out. They And then it was... I heard it was mostly Swannies that was against that was, it. That was one. And leading the, the fight. And then there was one that so. owned the Harley dealership, and there was a few other ones. Yeah. Basically, what they were afraid of is um, the same reason why they didn't want the interchanges to go in to get traffic to the airport, is they're they afraid it would bring in competition for their businesses. Well, I, I know Swannies say that, like, they they already have to deal with people that travel to Las Vegas to buy a vehicle because they have a better inventory, you know, or Phoenix. And that's so not, that's not always they, entirely true. I tried to, I tried to go to Swanee's first when I bought a Jeep yeah. and they were such assholes. They go, if we get you the Jeep that you want, we're going to have to get it from another dealership. So you're yeah. paying full price. Then I go, well, then I guess I'm just going to go to the other dealership. I mean, then why would I come to you? <laughs> my, my dad had the same experience. He went to the Ford dealership and was like, you know, I mean, my dad has like this, like a, like a 96 uh, GMC truck that has maybe like 24,000 miles on it. You know, he bought it brand new and he's just like, look, I want to buy a truck and, you know, I, I want to get these things. And the guy at the Ford dealership was like, well, go online and put put design your truck online and, and then tell them you want to deliver it here. And my dad's like, well, like, I'm not going to do that. You know, I mean, I'm nearly 70 years old. You know, I'm not computer that kind of that's computer savvy. And the guy's just like shrugs his shoulders is like, ah, you know, OK, well, you know, um, OK. So, well, I know they're, they're just. They don't want to do any work. Obviously, it's like I, I think I think we're challenged in a lot of ways. Being, you know, this remote with getting good help anywhere. Because I was supposed to see a cardiologist this week after an incident a few months ago, and I've had elevated blood pressure since. And it took me mm-hmm. four months to see a cardiologist after I was supposed to see one in ten days. I finally saw him, and all he did was sit me down and go. Yeah, we need to do a stress test. We need to do an MRI on your heart. I'm like, yeah, isn't that what I'm here for? And they're like, nope, we have to uh, put in for the tests and you have to wait. Yeah. And it was just like, well. Yeah, don't 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 get me started on that. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's yeah. one of my that's like currently my big my biggest grind right now. And, and it happened because I went to my doctor, who, you know. So I got in there and they're like, well, you're supposed to be fasting. And so we need you to come back so we can take your blood pressure again. And I'm like, or do you draw blood on you again? And I'm like, well, you know, why didn't you tell me that? And, and, you know, it was just kind of like a oops. And then they were like, um, well, you know, you're going to have to pay another copay. And, and I just had like this moment where, you know, my doctor's open from nine to four Monday through Friday. And it's just not, 
and I have the same thing with my practice, like within the legal field, where so many people like to talk about being patient centered and they like to talk about being client centered. And they're really fucking not, you know, I mean, right? if, you're, yeah. if you're client centered, you're going to be open past six o'clock because that's when the majority of people get off work. You know, if you're patient centered, then you're going to have Saturday clinic hours, you know? Um, so, you know, I mean, and, and it's like this world that's been built up where if you don't go to your, you have to pay a copay. If you don't go to your, your appointment, then, you know, if you miss your appointment, then they can charge you a missed appointment fee. And, um, you know, it, so I don't I don't know what the solution is, um, but I, I feel like, um, you know, there needs to be kind of like a, there's like a reckoning building in, in like these professional fields because I want to be honest, a lot of these guys they're not good at what they do. What they what they what they do have that separates them from everybody else is they have a professional license to operate the business that they do, and yeah. if you don't like it, too fucking bad, you know. So, um, you know, a, a, a lot of a lot of attorneys don't go to business school. You know, they don't know about balancing books. They don't know about dealing with clients. They know about dealing with the law, you know? And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's, I think there needs to be something written. One thing I'll give Mississippi kudos for is they wrote a law that said that banks have to be open for at least four hours on a, on a Saturday, you know? And so bank, if you have a bank in Mississippi, you're forced to have Saturday hours, you know, to make it more convenient for people to do business. And I think everybody should about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you think about how many banks just are simply not open on Saturday. I guess it's not really reassuring to know that the medical field is screwed up everywhere, not just here. Oh, it's a a United States problem. Yeah, definitely. If I I order like a, like I've had like multiple, multiple clients through disability that have um, epilepsy. And if I order a it's very expensive for them to go to a neurologist. And so if I can go to the social security and I can ask them like, Hey, can you set up a neurological, uh, what's called a consultative exam and the social security department will pay for that exam. The nearest location is Nashville, which is like about three, 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 four hours away. So, and, and we're in Memphis, you know, we, Mm -hmm. we have, um, we have some of the, we have the state of the art um, clinics and facilities here, like Sims and Murphy, which is like, one of the best neurological and spine companies in the, in the world is, is here in Memphis, you know? So, but still, you know, if you ain't got no money, man, guess what? Yeah. Yeah. So. Hey, were they uh, hoarding gas in Memphis? Were you oh, on yeah. that pipeline? <laughs> did we you hoard did. gas? No, I did not. <laughs> um, I, I ended up, I ended up, I, I told myself, I said, you know what? I should go get gas this morning. And then I didn't do it, which is like, you know, like pretty much like telling yourself you're going to get gas. You know, I'll get like, um, I'll, I'll get, get it gas. in the morning. That's like the biggest the cell home. phone. Yeah. It's the biggest cell phone. You know what I mean? Like you just, you pretty much, cause you're going to wake up in the morning you're going to be on E and then you're pretty much screwed. Your entire day is screwed. Right? Were, uh-huh. were stations running out of gas there? So multiple stations, like the next within that night, like I could have gone in and gotten gas by the next morning. Everybody was gone. Everybody was out. Now, snow snow is out of the loop this week and she really didn't see any of this, but there were people with like 55 gallon drums in the back of their trucks, just filling up their containers. I was sort of, I was sort of hoping like what the gas companies would do when they saw that they would just drop the prices of fuel just to screw those people that were paying three something a gallon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not going to happen. No, I mean, because I'm convinced that 
people here in Kingman, the gas stations, hike their prices up because it, like gas prices are usually pretty much the same across the entire state of AZ, right? So I went to Phoenix and they were like $2.99. I go to, um, then I go to my family's cabin. It was like $2.99, $2.84 up there. And that's a small town like Payson. And yeah. then I come back here. They're like, it's like $3.19. I'm like, well, Kingman's like cashing in on this. They're jacking their prices up. We, um, every, everybody, I had to drive. So the next morning I was on empty. I had to, I, I had to drive around for about 30 minutes to find a gas station. That one didn't have a line all the way going all the way out into like the, the street. Um, I found one place it, they, they shut down the only tanks that were functioning were like the, like the 99, like the, the premium, you know, uh -huh. like they're, they're 80, they're 87 and, and mid grades were all shut down. And so you had to, and there was, what was funny is that there was this, there's this uh this older Karen that was like at the station <laughs> Karen and and she's like she she sat there for like a for like half an hour and she's like why is it going so slow and like, oh my god yeah and Muhammad's like uh yeah that one's not working you know like the, the pump isn't working <laughs> that you're on it's it's turned off it's there's no gas and no. so she no. drove to like the pump next to me and proceeds she tries she's trying to get some of that sweet 87 right you know so she's like, putting the 87 she's like it's the 87 isn't working on this one and he's like not working on any he's like it says right there on the thing out of order like it's that you have to go with the premium she's like i'm not going with premium i'm just like then bye oh. karen <laughs> I, I told her i'm like you know there's a gas shortage right she's like hey, shut up i know i'm like okay well i mean that goes back to the point we were making earlier whether you know you're just a good person or not you know or just be an asshole if, if you're like got 455 gallon drums of yeah. in the back of your truck and you're so, filling them up how many know. how many of the trump humpers are blaming biden for this oh all of them <laughs> all of them gas all of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like, and like it, it, it's crazy because I don't watch Fox News, but I can get kind of the gist of what's going on because it's like everywhere you go, it's the same. It's like the same thing. Like, you know who's doing this? Biden. You know, it's like like everybody. You know, everybody. right. Wait, which it had, which it had nothing to do after the 2016 yeah. election. They're saying that we need yeah. more infrastructure for cybersecurity so right. this place didn't get hacked and you know, there was every single republican voted against increasing cybersecurity every single one you know they blocked it because you know it, because the 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 person because it was anti russia and which is also oh, crazy right. like well talking about how like you know the, the same talking points is like if you ever try to say anything negative about russia on any of these like feeds it's always like well you know russia they're good christians you know i don't really see them as much of a problem as china you know, i thought we used communist. to not like russia what is going on like i'm We're so confused well that, that that we didn't like russia up until rocky four then we kind of made you know sylvester stone kind of solved that with mother russia like china everything is really anti-china which is crazy because China is like one of the largest economies in the world. Like Russia, I mean, 
like, what do they do? Like, nobody. Well, yeah, what have well, you done come, for us well, lately? Well, come on, Pete. They did send over forty thousand ballots made out of bamboo oh, to, yeah. to to Arizona. Oh to, God! To, have, oh, is that, that what the cyber ninjas are claiming? Yes, they, yes. Cyber ninjas. Everyone, everyone is. is there's like every single reporter from across the board. Is like I just got back from Maricopa County and whoa boy, like it is cuckoo banana time, you know. Dumber than dumb. Right. They had they had basically it was ten days or two weeks to count the uh, the ballots, and they've only gotten through five hundred thousand of them. But now they had to yeah. cl- they had to close up because they have a week of graduations at the uh, it's at the arena where they have this the state fair every year is where they were counting. <laughs> The state fairs at the Coliseum. Yeah, it's, uh, yes, yeah. That, but that's oh, where they were counting the okay. ballots. So now we have yeah. to we have to trust. Like fucking liars! We, I know this. We have to trust the cyber. <laughs> you go there for fry bread every year. No, we, yeah. we we have to trust the cyber ninjas that they're they're going to lock up these ballots and nothing will happen to them. It's just I, I, ridiculous. I I, I I absolutely I love it because it's like we need to find out what happened in the election. Well, yeah, but you know, like, uh, we do know Biden won. Oh, and that's what happened. S- Snow, Bye. Snow. Do you know? Do you know who was leading the charge in Mojave County to support that? Probably Karen Lingenfelter. That would be correct. Oh, oh, how did I get that one? <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I actually, I actually had an engagement with uh, a certain elected representative, Karen Lingenfelter. I'll and, say it. Um, well, I won't say any names, but. Um, <laughs> I asked him some, some like I, th- I thought we're like non nonpartisan and like non leading questions of like well what are your expectations to come out of this and is this really a good allocation of consumer of of um you know of the taxpayers' money and I, I get the fact that the taxpayers like the Senate U.S. the Arizona Senate only allocated I think like what it was like three hundred thousand dollars towards the recount. You know, and they were like, "This is it." And so the rest of the money has been paid by Trump loyalists, you know, for the re- the recount. Um, and so it's like it's it's like, it, but in his response to me was like, um, "Well, I don't care. It shouldn't care how much it costs because this is all about reassuring people who are questioning the integrity of the vote." Oh, you know? oh, right. I I, I I saw that back and forth you had with him, and yeah. I I wanted to put in there. I wanted to be like, okay, well. If this comes back where the cyber ninjas find that this was a legitimate election, are you going to stop this BS? Because we need our public officials to stop the division and stop all the BS. I can answer it for you. No, he's not. He's going to do whatever it takes to further his political career. Right. That's it. Because even Lindsey Graham said Trump is still the most popular Republican, and that's why nobody will jump off the bandwagon well it's it's kind of tough like you can't like as we saw what happened with um uh the representative from um wyoming where she basically said like trump sucks liz cheney yeah liz cheney and then they removed her from i know um, she loses uh, like they're insane even the assholes even the elected ones they're fucking in a cult right and they're in a cult i'm I'm leading (laughs) i'm reading the uh the comments on the local pages about that and they said well Liz Cheney's a democrat I'm like Liz Cheney's the farthest thing from a democrat Liz Cheney is be. a fucking Cheney she is not a fucking liberal exactly that's, <laughs> it, well, it, it, but it, it, this is like so like you know if anyone I'm sure everyone here's read the movie the book Animal Farm 
Uh-huh. And it, it's like, you know, when like they when they excommunicated Snowball and then anything that went wrong was like, well, this is the work of Agent Snowball. You know what I mean? This is it, oh. it's exactly that. You know, it, this is this is so Orwellian. Um, and it's, it, it's weird because they're in this really weird death spiral right now where they're basically just murdering anybody or, or just killing the careers of anyone. And it's 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 going to be self it's self promulgating because that's the way you advance right now and the republican party the way you move up in like like seniority and rank is by basically accusing the other the people ahead of you of being of being traitors and criminals you know i mean it's it's full-on soviet man and and, and they're like just happy to go with it right know? so and, and um, your two most prominent newsmakers in the republican parties the up-and-comers are matt gates and marjorie taylor green Right, you both know. winners, solid winners. Yeah, you've got one that person who's just batshit crazy, and the other one's a pedophile. Well, you know, uh-huh. like, you know, like this That's guy was the doing... Republican Party of today, I guess. Batshit yeah. crazy and pedophiles. I mean, yeah, right. Like... And what what happened to um? Who was the guy from uh, the guy running for president from North Carolina, and he was having an extramarital affair? Oh, uh, the guy that went to um, yeah, the, he was the governor. Um, and then he ran and ran for Congress and he got trumped out, uh, again too. Mark, um, Mark Sanford. That was, that's not who I'm thinking about. This guy ran for president. Name um, begins with J. I can't, I, I, and, I anyway, anyway, that, that it's back when the Republicans were all about, you know, family values and stuff like that. And how values dare, and, how, and morals. how dare you have an extramarital affair. The party of law and order. All their stupid slogans that they come up with ever are all fucking bullshit. You know, I watched a documentary recently about um, serial killers. And there was a chapter on Charles Manson. When they get to that chapter and they're talking about the girls in the cult and everything, the only thing I could think of was Trump and his supporters. It just reminded me so much of them just. I'm like, it is a fucking well, cold. Yeah, and you can't explain anything to them. You know, even if you try to be reasonable. even It'll like, be e- years e- 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 before even, they get out of this. I mean, like those girls. A lot of those girls were still do, devout do, do, followers do, do you think until that, now. Do you, you think know? they ever get out of it? I think it just continues down the road where we have more <laughs> horrible politicians like Matt Gates. Well, what's, what's, what's I think really some of them will. What's really interesting is that you guys had that senator in Phoenix. And what's... So... In Arizona, you the Republican which, Party. Wait, has, which senator? Jeff Flake. or no, no, no. He's a he's a state senator. He's oh. a state senator. Oh, he's, Borelli. Like, Sonny Borelli. I don't I don't know, but he was the one that came on and said like that the recount was a complete joke, and he was embarrassed. You know? Oh yeah, like, no, they, they, yeah. There was one guy that did that. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't yeah. Sonny Borelli. There's yeah, no way. But base, basically, they they try to kick you out of the party if you do that. Right. Well, the, 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 but the, here's the thing is they can't do that in Arizona because in Arizona, Republicans have a two-seat majority in both houses. So it's the slimmest of slim leads. So this well, guy this guy's really like the canary in the coal mine where he's he's sitting there and he's like, look, I'm I'm the difference between a Republican majority and a Republican minority. And you guys are, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lose. And he's he's saying this like 2022 comes around and I'm dead. You know, I, I'm gonna get voted out, they're gonna replace me with a Democrat. And then where we're going to be on. And so he's trying to get ahead of the curve. You know, it's like he, he can see, you know, it's like uh, 
you know, it, it, like there's that analogy used when they talk about the environment where a lot of people are free falling, but they think they're flying, uh-huh. you know, like this guy sees the ground coming up and he's like, we're going to be destroyed. We're going to get routed by Democrats in Arizona, you know, even and, even the governor went against yeah. them, like even yeah. as much as I don't like Ducey or Ducey, yeah. as I like to call him. But like he even said the election was yeah. not stolen, like get over it. And so, like, the, the question I posed to the guy that was the representative from Arizona, or from Kingman, was, like, don't you have any sympathy towards this guy who's completely embarrassed? And he was like, well, yeah, it doesn't matter how embarrassed he is. And, you know, he, he, there was a lot of disdain. But also, like, his path to advancement and leadership is depends on people ahead of him getting kicked out, you know? And so, it's, it's like, it's like... um like they don't even care if they're going to be a minority. They're, they'll still have. They'll have. It's just all about advancing power and stuff like because that. Because it's a cult. That well, like they don't. They can't even. I I think when you're in a cult, I don't even think you can see like, you know how they say see outside the box or yeah. like see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't think you can see that because well. you're just for like. I have to do what my leader wants. I, whatever he wants is what I got to do. Well, I got to service daddy. You well, you, you're either <laughs> you're you're, yeah. you're either in the cult or you're like our county official yeah. where he knows he's smart enough to know how to play the game and you just pander into it. Well, which but, which is what I believe yeah. that particular person is doing. But but it's just a matter of time before coming his time comes around. And and, and he's yeah. going to be I mean and also like there was a um, a study that came out in Arizona where, so in Arizona, what you have is you have the municipal base congregating, and it's done this for a long time, but really the seat of power is more than ever before in like a couple counties. It's like Maricopa County, it's in like uh, like Pima, like down in Tucson. It's it's like the it's like the urban area, the urban sprawl of Phoenix and Tucson pretty much control the majority of Arizona because they have two things: they have population. And they also have the tax space. So they're generating the majority of the revenue. And then Mm -hmm. they also people, you know, and so everyone else is just kind of like an audience, you know, and and one of the things that they showed were the rural areas like in Mojave County and uh, I think Yavapai, it was more the one that they were really more specific about it. But um, a lot of the people that are moving there are older. And so what they're doing is they're leaving California and you have pretty much this group of the migration is is twofold. It's, it's white people from California who are selling like their million dollar homes, moving to Arizona where it's cheap as shit Mm -hmm. and basically just kind of coasting, you know, on their retirement uh, and on the savings from their sale of their home and living in a house for like $300,000, you know, and just kind of coasting on that. Um, and then the other migration you have is people that are young who are graduating and going to work in the big city, like in Phoenix, Gilbert, Glendale, you know, in those areas in Tucson, you know. Mm-hmm. And so but there's one group that's paying taxes and the other group isn't, you know. So you're not taxed on your Social Security income. You're not taxed on your your retirement benefits, you know. So those people aren't paying in any taxes. They're not ta- the, the, the state of Arizona isn't getting anything from them. You know, um, there it's that's why like if Mojave County is almost or the city of Kingman is almost 100 percent generated. They're dependent upon sales tax. You know, um, if it wasn't for sales tax, sales tax accounts for like 89 percent to 90 percent of the revenue, which is why it's, it's such a big deal that you guys you're you have I think like 
what, 10 years ago, you had a, a the treasurer for for the city of Kingman embezzled like over like $2 million. And you guys ended up t- having to take a loss on a million of that because somebody didn't increase the insurance, like the insurance capped at like a million and they had two over $2 million in revenue. And so they found out that she just abdotted with it, went to Laughlin and like gambled it all away. And so like Kingman lost like a million dollars worth of like saved revenue that they had, you know, what did she get for that? I, I do remember the story. I, I forgot what she was sentenced to. She so she had to pay restitution and she got I think like thirty years for that you know oh, um, she pretty much she pretty much they brought her in and she admitted to all of it they, that she had been embezzling from the city of Kingman for like I think almost like six or seven years you know it, but the, yeah they 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 came out and like um, you know they 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 only they, their insurance liability only covered like half of the money that she she took so like I mean like how do you I mean that's that's pension that's gone that's like city jobs that are gone like all because somebody completely missed the boat and didn't realize that they needed to increase their insurance premium caps you know to cover the amount of money that they had right and the amount of people here who do believe that the budget shortfalls um are misappropriation of funds which you hear that all the time here when that's I, not I mean, the case it's insane i mean the, the reason you don't have the money is because somebody like stole it and then nobody noticed for like several years and then on top of that to make it even worse you didn't you didn't all you had to do was maybe pay probably like a couple extra hundred dollars a month on your insurance premium to be covered to cover that amount and nobody did it you know um i mean it's it's another great decision yeah (laughs) yeah well so I mean, but but the point is, is that like you're, you know how many years a city like Kingman has to work in order to gain back that kind of money? Yeah. Especially when the way your only modus of like generating revenue, I mean, you already tried to do a one set tax that long. So the only right. other thing is, is the, just to hope and pray that people stay here. I think when I was when Jamie uh, Jamie Scott Staley, who's uh, on the city council, like they did this and like this economic study that said like if they could just get people to stay overnight in Kingman like it would more than double the revenues you know and so it's you know so yeah that's the whole game is trying to figure out a way to get people to stay overnight you know um so anyway um god yeah I mean mean, we we could go on and on about this um it's a spiral so you know you how do you how do you stop you know, you, the people that are attracted to moving here are people who are retirement or like their car breaks down. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, you know, so I, 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 so how do you grow your way out of it? I mean, I don't really know. Um, Especially when the water supply is dwindling too. Yeah. Yeah. You got so that too. Um, you know, I guess. Way, I, go ahead. And the way the law is written on that is, is, is if, if you're a farmer and you've got wells, if you've driven, if you've dug your well, you have access to that, that, that belongs to you and you, there's no cap on your water, you know? And so that's going to take a massive change and legend, you know, somebody writing some legislature. And so how do you do that when, you know, you're, you're the two assets that you have as far as leverage goes would be either tax base or, you know, something else as far as like a driving force of, being able to bring people to the table and the, the, these rural counties have neither, you know, and again, all the energy, all the strength is all in the cities. So 
Um, mm-hmm. well, anyway, why don't we try something to solve something simpler like peace in the Middle East between Israel and Palestine? <laughs> right. I mean, that seems easier at this point. Eight, yeah, than Kingman's problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, you know, it, so here's here's a solution. Um, pass pass a one set tax for roads and 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 things like that. Also, pa- pass a property tax on any homes that are above um, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Not that's not going to happen here though yeah no it's just it's suicide i mean they they would they would uh you know they would you would be able to do it so you know i i think um during that election when they repealed the sales taxes part of it is like the um voters would have to have a say in any new tax increases which is never going to happen here because people are short-sighted yeah they hear the word tax they're like Goddamn liberals! <laughs> if, you, if you if you pass a tax a, a housing and let me let me put it this way like Lake Havasu has a um, has a uh, property tax Bullhead City has a property tax like the only one that doesn't is Kingman you know the of the major metropolitans and if even if you just did like you know I think the percentage of people that have a house above seven hundred fifty thousand dollars are maybe just a couple guys up in the mall pies. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Um, and, and so it would literally affect them, nobody else. But yeah, you're probably right. There probably be a, there would be a massive push. You'd have to do a huge voter education campaign, and and it's just because some dude that's out there in Birdlands with you know with a with a hundred thousand dollar house, and yeah, he's put a lot of work into it, but yeah, he'll never get taxed on that. But he'll fight you to the to the death, you know. Yeah, not even realizing that it would benefit him, not affect him, but sure. you know. I mean, how 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 are we going to be able to do the beautification that that like cities like Bisbee have done, you know, to draw in trade and draw in you know to be a destination, you know, for people just to get people to spend the night, you know? So yeah. it's not going to happen. We're not we're not going to be able to. It's gonna. Yeah. I, I feel so bad too because it's like, um, you know, small towns that don't do stuff like that usually end up dying. I mean, that's sure. what happens to them. There's there's a yeah. couple of them in Nevada like that where they're well, you just don't even have to, you don't even have to go that far. Look at Seligman, you know. I mean, they made the they made the decision to not have I to not have like uh, what is it I seventeen go through their town because they didn't want to have to deal with drifters. You know? Oh <laughs> wow! And so like yeah, I mean that there was a time when that town was as big as Kingman was, and now look at them, you know. Wow. I mean, oh, wow. just totally withered on the vine. So. Well, we're going to wrap this up. But you know what the solution is? Like, we need to get on this. Is like Israel and Palestine. The solution is barbecue. Because that brings people together. <laughs> barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> right? Just have a big old cookout. Yeah. It does. Know. Yeah, it I'm just my heart breaks for everything that's going on out there. It's just terrible. Yeah, and um, and one more local reference to that is one of our other county officials compared um, what's going on over there to the Holocaust, and they said the Biden. If you if you're Jewish and support the Biden administration, that is very similar. She she said. I didn't understand why people would walk into the gas ovens, but looking at Jews that support the Biden administration, I can totally see that now. Who said this? Hildy. Oh God, no, she's what, an what, idiot too. What's 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 really what's really um, 
So the reason that people target the the Democrats is because the the Jewish population votes like 80% Democrat. It's like one of the most strongest Democratic voting blocks outside of African Americans. But the, it, it's you know it's funny because I see so many. I have I hear this all the time where I have conservatives tell me that um, you know like black folks have got a lot in common with with uh, conservatives, and then they name off stuff like. You know, they're against gay marriage. Uh, black people want, you know, are, are pro-business. They're against gay marriage. And, you know, uh, they, they and it's usually something else that's really bigoted. Mm-hmm. But the one thing they leave out is the fact that uh, black folks don't want to be uh, supportive of racists, you know? Right? So, I know. You know it, it's really anti It's It's like the anti-Semitism and comparing, trying to portray American Jews as Israeli Zionists, it's completely crazy. It's it's so anti-Semitic because it's a they're two different countries, and and the interests of American Jews are completely different. And there's a lot of American Jews that roundly criticize the Bibi regime and and Zionists, and they don't want to be affiliated with that at all. And for them to say like, oh well, how can you call yourself a Jew if you don't support what's happening in Israel? I mean, that's that's insane, dude. I mean, that's 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 crazy. You know, it's, I mean, I, I don't even know what a good comparison to that would be other than it's just, it's so tone deaf, you know, it's so anti-Semitic and so tone deaf. It, 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 I don't know. Right. And I, I don't see why as an entire nation, we can't go. It's horrible what's going on there on both sides. And I, I can sort of see both sides in that conflict. I, I understand enough about it to go, okay, I see where this side is messing up. I see where this side's messing up. In the reality, though, and some comedian said this, he wasn't trying to be funny, but he was just like, oh, no, it was actually Julian Edelman. I got that wrong. He said there are good people on both sides, the Israelis and the Palestines, and it's the governments and a few terrorists that are doing that, and that doesn't represent the people of Israel and Palestine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a tragedy about what's going on over there. Yeah. But on that note, Hey, um, what's going on with the new flavors of the Bootsy's Delta Funk? Oh yeah, we're excited. Uh, so, so yeah, we um, we're going to be releasing. Um, we we were hoping to release it uh, for our, our fifth year anniversary, which is like last month. Um, and and we're things have just kind of come to a standstill. Um, we've had some. We've had a few production issues and stuff like that, um, but it's nothing we can't work through. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be releasing the, the mustard is absolutely 100% going to be re-released. Um, if not, I'm hoping uh, by the latest, by in time for Father's Day. If not, then in time for the July 4th. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll be checking so, our mailbox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so we, we just, we, uh, we just did our first, we did a demo at, um, this really awesome, super awesome market in, in Memphis. And what it was is it was the old uh, Sears uh, uh, headquarters. And it's like this building that was built in the 1920s and it's very Gothic looking. Cool. And they went in and um, they cleared it, hollowed it completely out. And now it's home to uh, like two, like several hospitals are in there now. Um, like it, it's, uh, it's, it's got tons of different shops um, like I'm part of a grocery store that's inside there that features like locally produced produce and it's like all whole like all organic produce and stuff like that and naturally uh, natural foods and stuff like that. So it's really awesome to be part of. 
And they came to us and said, like, look, we're going to be doing our first open air market for Mother's Day and we want you guys to be there, you know. And so, we, you know, we so, yeah, it just everything made sense with, you know, getting vaccinated and stuff like that. So we were we took part of it and we demoed the mustard and everybody loved it. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to like prop, you know, trying to blow smoke here. I mean, I, I was really ready for people to not like it. And I was surprised that everybody liked it, you know, and and like, you know. People from Memphis who are extremely set in their ways, you know, some Memphis barbecue is very unique. You know, the, the sauce is like a hybrid of uh, Carolina and Kansas City. It's actually kind of like a um, it's like a, it's like a meeting of both of them. You know, it's very mild. It's very you know sweet and tangy. And, 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 and so typically they don't venture outside of that that flavor profile. And everyone like from Memphis was like, this is really good. Like I've never had a, a mustard before and I love it. So yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of mustard, so I can't wait to try it. I've always thought of a couple good recipes. Well, I think they'll be good. Yeah. Are uh, we still doing the competition? We were, cause we were going to do a competition between like, we had to cook different things using your sauces and see you. Oh, you mean with Aaron? Yeah. yeah. Aaron, Aaron, me, you. I forget who else, but we're trying to each make a dish and see who's is the best. We're I'm going to try to get out at the last week of June, and I've talked to um, the folks over at uh, West on Third about this. Okay, and uh, you know, Rosebird Farms, uh, which are you know Andrea, she's a super amazing person, and um, and so we're going to try to maybe um, get out there, and um, we'll do a demo. We'll do a, we'll do a, a pop up outside there and we'll we'll do some food and we'll definitely have the mustard oh no we'll, we'll we'll definitely um oh yeah you know what we should do we should uh because we did our last episode i don't know if you heard it pete but we were we did it out back of blackbridge and we should yeah. uh we should set up something there maybe where we can uh we can turn these mics on and just do something there and, and talk about sauce yeah you know you know what would be awesome and this hear me out here is we could we could so we could do the pop up in front of um, West on Third, you know, because you know they sell our stuff, and then afterwards we could do uh, we could cater um, a lunch and have like some fresh you know ribs and pork and all different types of stuff available and just kind of you know have like nice little spread. Yeah, that'll so work. That, yeah, that sounds awesome. That would yeah. work. Yeah, we're game. But, uh, yeah. yeah, and you guys just you know have at it and you know and just uh, you know see what you think. Yeah. Well, Pete, this is the first time we had you on that we didn't prepare something ahead of time. Now, now I'm feeling like we should have. I know, right? We didn't have the mustard. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking about... I would have done brats. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about whether the brats, and the other thing I was thinking about is some take some Spam, fried Spam sandwich, and put that on it. Yeah. yeah. That'd probably I, I, be good, too. It makes I, Spam I, taste better. My, <laughs> my, my latest obsession has been are you guys familiar with texas twinkies no no what's that like a so fried twinkie so texas twinkie is a jalapeno you hollow it out you cut it off hollow it out you throw in a wedge of cheese you like you know you can either do cream cheese or like cheddar and mm-hmm. then you do brisket and you fill that you fill the inside of the um of the of the pepper like that you wrap it in bacon and then you smoke it all right i'm already in oh yeah i would try that it comes out out like this little like perfect little mummified you know uh bacon wrapped you know jalapeno mummy and you just put it in your mouth and it's just 
like you believe in God instantly. So maybe dip it in some of that mustard sauce yeah. and then try yeah. it. Yeah, that sounds good too. You can, yeah, you can brush them on. Yeah, absolutely. Hell so, yeah. All right, well, We'll have to touch base and keep in touch about this because definitely sounds like something that we could uh, all get behind. Yeah, in June. Mark your calendars, people. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 flesh out the we'll flesh out the deets, and uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. All right. So does this uh, bridge being closed affect your commute? No, it doesn't. It doesn't, but it does affect my ability to resupply because we have we have several stores in Arkansas. And, uh, yeah. uh, so um, I, I don't. I, I think I think um, we'll we'll have to see how how things you know um, you know it, it, it kind of coincides. So with some of the trouble we're having is that our the kitchen that we produce at um, it has had some uh, a couple of machines go down. And the nearest repair person is in like in Athens, Georgia. And so it's going to be like a couple of weeks, you know, um, until, until we can get stuff fixed. So that's thrown everything, you know, into the, you know, the literally of the proverbial monkey wrench, you know, is, is into the machinery. Um, so, I, so on part of it is I, I just don't, I don't have, I don't have the products to, to resupply them, you know? Um, and then, um, it, now I don't have the ability to, so it's kind of a nice, uh, hopefully they're not listening, but yeah, um, it's, it's a nice excuse to say, ah, I can't get out there. Bridge is down, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Please don't, like, please don't get rid of my slots, you know? Um, cause you like a, a lot of stores, like they give you a space and you have to fill it up and I've got like some sweet, sweet space, you know? Um, usually they give you like a shoe box. I've got like six, six shoe boxes worth of space. That's just for me and me alone. And like, I can't get out there. And so usually what happens is like some creeps will come in there and put their product in my space. So anyway, um, I know I've been like, please don't give up. Don't give me up. You know, I'm talking yeah. to you craft. You better stay away from my stuff. You know, that's my <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, I mean, I guess this uh, boils down to why <laughs> we need an infrastructure plan. In this no country. shit. You, you, know, you think that'd be a no brainer, but. But, but I, I don't know, man, maybe I know I, it's been like beating my head against the wall, talking to my elected representatives, yeah, the, the brilliant uh, sarcasm tone. Let me put on my sarcasm font here. The brilliant uh, Marsha Blackburn. Oh, um, Jesus. Oh, my God. They play her clips all the time. I'm like, oh, oh fuck. She's like just, <laughs> I, God bless her heart. Um, she's a doozy. <laughs> none, of them, none of them have said anything about uh, the bridge. And, but they're all like adamantly against the infrastructure plan. I mean, and just to right. just to talk about how bad our infrastructure is, like the Army Corps of Engineers says that America's infrastructure is a C minus. You know, like oh my god. Um, so yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people might sit there and say, well, you know what, C's get degrees, but oh. and you know, what they don't do is they don't attract any business, and they're bad for business. And and not um, if you're trying to claim that you're the number one country. I mean, come on, people. Yeah. Well, how are we, number how are we, one doesn't get C minuses. Come on. How are we supposed to beat China with C minuses? I, I mean, know. those kids. Like, those kids are producing engineers, and those are A plus engineers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're not buying that. You know. No, no man. I mean, it's literally like, yeah, we got a C minus infrastructure. Yeah. I, I think. Pete, it's always great having you on, but this has been one of the most depressing episodes we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
We talked a lot about a lot of sad stuff. It's good though, because it's all therapy. That's what I consider it. I don't. Whatever we're uh, discussing, it's always good to talk, and it's always good to talk with our friends yeah. who are like-minded I, I, friends. I had I actually had a friend of ours that like pulled me aside, and she's like, she's like, you've been really depressing lately to follow online. You know, I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, but so my new my newest thing is that I don't I, think that you should apologize for that. You know, like. I don't I don't agree with the people who ignore the the stuff when the stuff gets bad. I don't agree with that either, you know. I mean I think I think addressing it is much more important and talking about it. I think not talking about things is what has gotten this country into so much fucking trouble. <laughs> I feel like I don't even know some of these people. <laughs> right, and we we just carry the conversations on on social media and it gets nowhere cuz nobody's going to Nobody's gonna. Who's gonna take the time to do any work? Yeah, well, well, well you, you get locked into your positions on social media, and there's no compromise. Now, if you're out having conversations with people, say over barbecue, <laughs> they're they're more willing to. Barbecue. They're more willing to listen to your point of view because they're not gonna Absolutely. call you an asshole to your face. Folks, the point well, is, is we need more barbecues, okay? Yes, <laughs> we do. I, I, I've, I've, um. My so this is my new, a new thing I've gotten into, um, and this is mostly just uh, something to find like to put my energy into instead of just like being depressed all the time. And that's um, I've gotten into like tube amplifiers, and I'm like looking into like stereo equipment and sound equipment. And I don't know if you guys know anything about tube amps, but um, they produce like some of the most amazing music. You know, it, it basically takes regular music. And it breaks it back down. You know, you've got like new, there's new these new things coming out called DAC. It's like digital to uh, digital to analog um, converters you can put on, and it and it makes your music sound like you're inside the studio when they're recording it. You know, um, and it kind of it's very interesting how it does all the stuff. And they've got like they've got vacuum tubes that screw in. You know, and like you can buy like vacuum tubes from like the 1940s and 50s. You know, they've been warehoused. Um, and screw them into stuff and it's called tube rolling and it makes your music sound really, 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 really awesome. And so um, getting into that kind of stuff, I've gotten back into like a lot of acoustic music and I've discovered sea, sea shanties and acoustic sung sea shanties about like becoming pirates and stuff like that. And it's really awesome. So Arrgh. when, um, yeah. <laughs> When we do this uh, barbecue podcast, we should uh, have Pete from Shady Grove Records on again to discuss yeah. this because we, we 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 touched briefly on this on the last episode, but that was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, and uh -huh. that's that he's yeah Peter Harmiel. I mean, I mean, him and I we grew up together, and um, uh, yeah, he that's exactly it. I mean, he's 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 kind of on the he's on the tip of all that with you know like bringing back vinyl records and analog and you know just. You know, sitting down and listening to an entire album start to finish, you know, um, while eating some barbecue. Right. Yeah, I, I remember being a teenager and uh, getting vinyl, and you open yeah. it up, and the way the record smelled, and the, like yeah. the, the the packaging of the record, and you open it up, and you listen to the entire thing front to back, <laughs> and then you reread the lyrics and who produced it, who played on it, and all the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, th think about think about like when is the last time you listened to a record that was every song was amazing? Like, 
I was thinking about this and I, 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 I went back to the Rolling Stones Sticky Fingers album. You know, it had like Wild Horses on it and like, you know, um, just so many great songs, man. Just every single song on there was just was just slamming, you know? I don't know. I think Green Day's American Idiot was pretty solid front to back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's another one, absolutely. Um, but you, like you think of it, like, like remember before, like you know, you could just buy one song out of the entire album. Like they actually had to put together albums so you could buy the friggin' album. You know? um, so I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of other stuff that's like that, like just like albums that were perfect, you know. You know, and um, for a whack job, to be fair though, Ted Nugent did have a couple solid albums back in the yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it turns out like. What's like the joke of um, every Elliot Smith song is about shooting heroin? You know, every Ted Nugent song is about like trying to get in the pants of a fourteen-year-old. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so they know I what mean, they like. You know? Yeah, okay. see, why not sing about see, it? This is what's called <laughs> comedy. You bring everything back around, <laughs> full circle. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, Pete, it was great having you on. Um, Always nice to talk to you, Peter. Yeah, and and, uh, and believe it or not, we put this together less than an hour before we started taping. Oh, they'll so, believe it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you won't be seeing us on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The perfect album. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. See you, everybody. All right, Pete, Thanks, hold, hold, hold on the phone for a second, okay? All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all.